Good afternoon and welcome back to Coffee with a Kick. I am Alexander. Whoa, full name today apparently, and that's Keegan. Uh, and uh, and we've just finished it up that match week twenty two midweek action. Uh, some really thrilling matches. I thought this this uh, midweek some some that had more were more exciting than they deserved to be in the end. To be honest. Um, and we will jump right into it right after you go ahead and like and subscribe to the video or whatever. Drop us a comment. We didn't hear from Flynn21. Rip Flynn21. It's because I called him out in the last one as being a burner account for Jurgen Klopp. He, he figured out that he couldn't, couldn't come back and couldn't come back from that. Uh, <clears throat> but we did make it over a hundred subs in the meantime. Uh, now, the person who was the 100 sub doesn't have their subs public, so I can't figure out who it was. If you think you're the 100th, go ahead and leave a comment, and I'll like it uh, on the video. So we will go ahead, though, and, and get right into get right into the action with Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal for the beginning of the match week. They're back on Tuesday. Uh, a 1-2 victory for Arsenal at City Ground. Uh, and this one this one was pretty well controlled by Arsenal, I felt. They they were in control for the most part throughout the, the majority yeah. of the match. Um, but it was, you know, you know Taiwo Awaniyi almost came through from Nottingham. Uh, did come through in the 89th minute, but almost in stoppage time came back and actually stole a point for Nottingham, uh, which would have been quite something, uh, considering how Arsenal had dominated most of the match. Yeah, pretty interesting one. Arsenal played a little better than I was expecting. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of left it there at the end to, like you said, I mean, it, it honestly could have been a draw. I feel yeah. like once Arsenal went up 2-0, they kind of got a little lazy when it came to possession, when it mm-hmm. came to man marking. So yeah, I think they escaped with a win. Like yeah. 72nd minute prior, I mean, it, first 72 minutes looked great. After that, uh, they kind of looked a little shaky. Yeah, a little too much foot off the gas there. They got to keep it going. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in the end, it's a win. It sets up a huge match this weekend uh, for Arsenal and Liverpool. We will get to that tomorrow on Saturday when we come out with our prediction episode. Um, or maybe I'll post it later tonight. I don't know. Well, you'll see it come up. It'll come through. Anyways, uh, we move on from there to to Fulham and Everton. You know, it's nil-nil, right? Oh, also, we both got that one wrong. Uh, the first... Mm. No, I got that one right. I said that Arsenal would win. You said that they would draw. So you're almost right on the nose, 2-2, but not quite. We both got this one wrong because we thought someone would win. Um, instead, it was a nil-nil draw. However... Pretty exciting nil-nil draw, all things to be considered. Like it was not, it was not bereft of entertainment. Yeah, definitely one where I felt like either team ought to have gotten a goal. Fulham yeah. obviously dominated much of the possession, but a lot of shots in this one. Forty-six total shots, yeah. only ten on target. But the team, it seemed like both teams were really trying to get back into form. Mm-hmm. And neither team could finally get that breakthrough. But, I mean, it, it you you hit it on the head. It was exciting. I think Fulham probably should have come out with a point or, or three points. But it, it was a worthy 
draw for both. Yeah, I mean, coming down to the last couple of minutes, both teams had a really good shot at it. I mean, Jordan Pickford saved Everton on his own, and the woodwork saved uh, saved Fulham on their side. But in in the end, yeah, <clears throat> I think both teams can come away with this. Actually, somewhat disappointed that they didn't get the three, yeah. but more so for Everton because they slipped back down into the relegation zone uh, because <clears throat> of this surprising next result. Luton Town beating Brighton 4 0? Is that right? What happened here? I'll, I'll tell you what happened. It's what we've said about Brighton all year long. They tend to start off slow, and if they get if they get punched in the mouth, they crumple. They don't come back. And that was this one to a T against Luton. It was not a good look. Yeah, this one was ugly. From start to finish, I mean, a first-minute goal, it looked like after the first minute, Brighton looked stunned. Yeah. And you're at Luton, so, I mean, their team was – their crowd was just electric. And then it just kind of felt like third minute, they get another goal. And after that, it was kind of smooth sailing. I didn't really feel like Brighton ever ever looked like they were going to get back into the game. And really, I shouldn't count this one against us that we both got it wrong because Luton got their, their captain back. You know, he was up in the stands there uh, coming back from his cardiac arrest scare back earlier in the season. So I yeah, think we should... information to not have known. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think our, our, our pick should have been voided for this one. But Adebayo looked really good in this one uh, against, you know, Brighton just didn't show up really is what ended up happening. And they got it. They've still got work to do, okay? They they are not out of the woods by far, Brighton, if they're not careful. Um, yeah, at one point, I think Brighton was in the top five on like 24 or 25 yeah. points. And yeah. since then, they've only gotten six or seven over the last like 10 match weeks. It's been kind of crazy to see their uh, their rise and then their fall. Boy, man, they're just so up and down. I mean, they beat Tottenham. Just after Christmas, four two. So, just you can't, you just can't tell with Brighton this year. All right, uh, that then moves us from Luton Town into the last match. Oh no, we've got one more before that. Crystal Palace and Sheffield United, three to two victory for Crystal Palace. This one, another very exciting match. Uh, gutsy win, I said by Crystal Palace here. Yeah, pretty good win um, for Crystal Palace. Again, another first-minute goal. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like Crystal Palace was not expecting Sheffield to kind of press and push up like they did. But first-minute goal, tough to consider. I feel like their response after McAtee put Sheffield back up. So as they scored 17th minute, McAtee scores 20th minute. The response after that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. And, and also for the goal that it was, because that was a nasty dipper there by McAtee uh, in the 20th minute. I mean, it was a cheeky shot by far. Ezzy yeah. uh, had that nice karate kick for, for their first one. But he, he had a great laser there for the second one, the 27th. Um, and then Elise. You know, the problem for Crystal, though, is that they lose both Elise and Mateta. There in the second half, both go off injured. Don't know how long they're yeah. going to be out, but listen, that's a lot of goal production for your side coming off the pitch. Uh, so that's definitely something to watch out for 
going forward with with Crystal Palace. Um, not what they wanted. I mean, they're glad for the three points, but you know, it came at a cost. Yeah, I mean, both guys are big goal contributors, whether yeah. assisting or scoring or just being a body that the other being team space hogs. Score. Yeah, gravitational yeah, I mean, pulls. Especially Mateta, I feel like he is when he gets on the pitch. Both center backs are tracking him, so that's gonna that's gonna be hard to replace. Yeah, yeah, uh, as it can only do so much there, and uh, yeah. Uh, then we go to the last match day of Tuesday uh, with another surprising result, uh, but maybe we should stop saying it's surprising because Aston Villa, you know, it, it seems like we've talked about this with several other teams, that they go up to the top of the table or near the top of the table, and then for the next two months they're just they just drop like a stone. It happened with Newcastle earlier this season. It's happened with Brighton. And now Aston Villa, they continue their slide uh, from their peak of in second, now down to fifth, and uh, almost a full 10 points out of first at this point after being one point out just after the uh, just after the Christmas break there. Uh, and Newcastle, I, Newcastle's defense is back in form after uh, back to like last year. They're scoring all their goals too. It's yeah. just their defense. <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, sh- sure. Uh, getting the the two header goals there in the thirty second and thirty sixth minute. But Aston Villa, I mean, they were trying. They had a lot of good possession there in the first quarter, of, uh, first quarter of an hour, twenty minutes. A lot of good stuff on Aston Villa, but just the the organization in Newcastle wasn't allowing any of those avenues that uh, that Aston Villa usually takes advantage of. Yeah, it was. Honestly, kind of a weird formation by Aston Villa. Typically, they do a four-three-three. Mm-hmm. This time, they deployed a four-two or a four-four-two, and they had three players who have played center defensive mid at one point in the season. But I mean, they really only had one attacking mid, three central midfielders who are not really attackers, and I, I think that really took them off of their normal rhythm because Diaby is usually on the wing. This time, he was kind of on the wing, kind of in the middle. It, it just felt from the get-go that their formation kind of like stalled them, and it was really hard to get into the game. So I don't know. They they definitely are a 4-3-3 team and play their best when they have three winners. Yeah. So I don't know if it was injury that caused that shift. If it was a coaching decision, it was the wrong one because yeah, they got outclassed in this one. Yeah, I'd suggest not making that coaching decision again if it was one. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they did not – they did not look like a team who was knocking on the door first just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we'll see if they can get get back get back in right standing with with how they've been before. Uh, who do they have next up? They've got Sheffield United, so it's a good team to go, do it against. Um, and then we move to we move to Wednesday uh, with with and City has done this a couple times recently. Just a really nice dull what should have been what should have been. My another perfect pick for me, a three nil victory, but they fell asleep yeah. in the ninety plus three. But I mean, this one was, you know, pretty much bread and butter. You know, it's pretty easy here for City. KDB being back just br- it, it brings it all into fruition. You know, it, they looked like City in this match. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It, it seemed like oh, once Alvarez sure. got his brace uh, there within six minutes. Yeah. We a couple of times it kind of felt like we were forcing it to him to try to get his hat trick. 
mm-hmm. on his birthday, like, right? It was his birthday or yeah. close to it. Yeah, no, I think he, yeah, I want to say it was his birthday. 24th birthday, yeah. Yeah, 24 and has won every possible major trophy, but all that to must say, be, what are you doing nice. 24? Uh, and uh, it just seemed like once we got up 2-0, we kind of foresaw what was yeah. going on. Pep spurred us on, second half, come out hot, 46th minute. It, yeah, definitely fell asleep. <laughs> I. It's tough for the goal difference, tough to not get the clean sheet. And that kind of summarizes City's season for the mm-hmm. past, like, 15 matches. It's like we either kill a team or we beat them just enough to where we're right. like, uh, let's just give them a goal. I don't, I don't know. But overall, it was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, also an Erling Holland sighting, although it was a rusty sighting. I mean, he had a couple of chances that normally he slots away or at least gets an attempt off. Um, and doesn't whiff on it and fall to the ground like he did with one of them there. I mean, it's just fr- it's limited. It's, it was funny him getting subbed out, him coming in for KDB because he probably would would have preferred Ooh. playing with him because they have such a good connection. Uh, but you know, that, yeah, this j- was a it was a big match because yeah. we had Grealish, Doku, yes. and Holland oh, make their returns, and De Bruyne started so. We're kind of full force now. Hopefully yeah. that you look at the twenty-two eight. man side, and it is it it is scary. That eighteen man roster when they come into the match day is like, boy, you know we've got 18, 18 guys who can start on other teams in our in our match sheet. Uh, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> it's a good feeling okay. to have. Uh, but yeah, City wiped the floor with Burnley. It was it was tough. It was tough. Uh, and then we go to Spurs and Brentford. And the Spurs uh, found a way to win in the end. Uh, they gave up a 15-minute to, 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 to Mopay. Uh, what was my note here for this? This makes seven goals in seven games for Richarlison. Uh, Madison Ooh. is back. They they It took them a little bit to work into the side, but... You know, once they hit the second half, Spurs were clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, really good response from Tottenham. I mean, that looked like the Tottenham that started the year off unbeaten yeah. in like their first seven, I think. You got three different guys scoring, two wingers. I think Adogi is a is a defender. Um, but I mean, yeah, they look great. I think in the sixty seventh minute they just got caught sleeping. I didn't feel like after Brentford scored yeah. the goal that Brentford was then going to come back and draw. But, yeah, overall, kind of a game that we both saw as potentially high scoring and potentially good one. Actually, I, I did end up getting this one exactly right. Uh, after I heard that – I initially said 2-2, but then you said Madison was back. I'm like, okay, well, let me let me have Spurs Intel win this Intel is one. important. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very important. It, it, it didn't feel like it, but, but uh, Brentford did – Almost get a point out of this. Uh, in yeah. stoppage time, Baptiste almost got a, a goal in, but it was saved at the last second. So it was mm. close, and it would have been disappointing for 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 Tottenham for sure because they had they had worked well for the win. Uh, but they go in, and they, you know they're they're back up. They're now in fourth, and nip it on the heels there. Depending on how this next this weekend goes, they could. Well, no, they can't. No, they can't. They might be level on points with Arsenal and City. Probably mm-hmm. not. Probably not. But they could be. Uh, mm-hmm. And now 
Boop, boop, boop. Where am I going? I'm going now to Chelsea. Really getting ramshackled by Liverpool. It was tough. Uh, it was not close at all. Yeah, this one, from the get-go, it looked like Liverpool. I, you know, I'm not going to say it was because of the Klopp news, but they looked like they were, like, pushing for something different. They were locked and, in. Yeah. I mean, they dominated from start to finish. Yeah. And Kunku's goal was was fine, but really just a consolation. It, it wasn't ever – Chelsea just didn't have a ton of fight in this one. They had a lot of the ball, but not a ton of fight. They kind of fell into the, the defensive disorganization that we saw so much early in the season from them where yeah. you you know, you know predicted very well that they were going to have trouble probably through the end of the, the calendar year. Well, unfortunately, it's bled over to 2024 as well. And, Ooh. you know, it's – they they need to figure something out because um, they are still they tenth place for Chelsea is not an acceptable result you know that is not where the vaunted Chelsea is supposed to be um, behind yeah I mean you look at yeah. the match stats and possession and passes almost even shots twenty eight to four Oof. and shots on target thirteen to three so even though they had the ball these same amount of time. Liverpool just really capitalized on how they used it. And I, I feel like that was probably Liverpool's best game they played all yeah. year. Yeah, I, it, I didn't see really any mistakes. It, I mean, with 13 shots on goal, it was what was it? It was a uh, Darwin Nunez hit the hit the uprights like hit the woodwork four times, I think, in like across the game. Uh, <laughs> he those, just could not put one in. Right, on those aren't even shots on goal. They're just <laughs> almost shots on goal. So you could almost put that number up at 17. So, you know, it's 4-1 is lucky, essentially is what we're saying for Chelsea. Uh, uh, yeah, because that was, that was ugly and could have been uglier, as a matter of oh, fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tough, tough. Um, and then we move into yesterday's action. Thursday the 1st, West Ham saves a point against Bournemouth. This one was weird because I, I felt like we got like this right after... Uh, 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 the penalty by by James Ward Prowse. I felt like both teams were like I'm we're good, you know. Let's just draw. I don't feel like we need to do anything else in this match the rest of the time. Nothing happened. I felt like. Yeah, this one classic West Ham. I, they were definitely the better side coming in. They're the better side mm -hmm. on the table, but it seemed like they played down to Bournemouth's level. And, yeah, not a ton of action. The penalty, like you said, the penalty happened in the 61st minute. And, it, yeah, it just felt like both teams were okay with let's get a sub in. Let's kind of have some possession. Maybe looking forward to the weekend to get a little rest. I don't know if that was just an amicable thing both teams decided. But it was. Uh -huh. it definitely didn't look like either team was eager to win. Yeah, it was it was weird. Um, and then and then we wrap up the weekend action with a sour note uh, for myself at <laughs> least. Uh, my wolves fall three four to Manchester United. You can't say we didn't try, okay? You Ooh. can't say we didn't try. After our penalty in the seventy first minute, you could feel there was some life back in it. McTominay, stupid McTominay, comes in and scores in the seventy fifth. So you're like, okay, it's it's 3-1, 75th minute. It's fine. No, no, no. No, no, no. We come back and get another two goals. Pedro Neto 
came back out, looked great in this match. His first match back, you could tell that he he is the cog that we have been missing in some of these matches for offense recently. I'm so happy to see him back, um, and I think that that bodes well for the rest of the season. Uh, but you know, <sighs> drawing level three three ninety plus five, and then we give up the ninety plus seven goal to United really hurt. Really hurt. Um, and we just we couldn't. What, we couldn't get the fourth goal after the 90 plus seven. Yeah, it seemed like the shock of even getting back to 3-3, really, just, it felt like the game was over after that. Like yeah. It felt like Wolves just were not, like their mentality just went to like, we drew, that's awesome. Yeah. And then United just comes back and, yeah, they scored the 90 plus seven. And I, I don't know, it's, it's a sour note. I felt like it was... Fitting that Wolves would come back and draw, given what happened mm-hmm. in previous uh, in the reverse fixture. But at United, they stayed in it. They they kept the belief and they got it. Yeah, I mean, I guess good for United or whatever. Uh, bumps, let's see, bumps them up. They're now in seventh. <sighs> we could have we could have leapfrogged them. You know, it would have been so sweet, so good. Yeah. But it wasn't to be. Um, Twas not to be, uh, you know. What, what? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Do we miss? Do we miss our trivia? Or are we going to leave that for the prediction episode? Dude, we can. We can do our trivia question in this one, and the answer in the next video. Ooh, a little teaser. Okay, little teaser. that sounds good. Before Before we get to that, though, before we get to that, um, for the week. We went. I went four and six. I'm back up to somewhat respectable after my two and eight. You maintained your three and seven. I did have a perfect pick because of that Tottenham Brentford game. So that mm. brings us to ninety. What am I? I'm ninety two and one sixteen, and you were up to eighty seven and one nineteen. We gotta fix it. We gotta get back going good. But what? Mm. Before we get out of here, what is the trivia question that we will answer in the next episode the question is who holds the record tied with alan shearer so that's one guy who holds the record tied with alan shearer for the most penalty misses in premier league history penalty misses all right you heard the man who is tied with alan shearer for the most penalty misses did you say in a career or in a season just Premier League history. In Premier League history, who has the most Premier League penalty kick, spot kick misses? Well, if you know, go ahead and drop a comment. And you'll feel proud and accomplished when we come up to the next episode. And you're right. So, mm. until then, until our next episode comes out, which will be tomorrow... Uh, before matches start, or maybe later today. I haven't decided yet, obviously. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and grab your coffee, watch some soccer, and we will see you on the other side. Oh, I forgot. Uh Don't visit in your...